are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I'll tell you, intercessors can change the whole outcome of all that takes place in the next 20 years. And it has in the past, and it will. Now, we need to realize that we can change some things. You know, we've kind of sang some of those old unbelieving songs until we got to believe in their truth, you know. No, not today, what tomorrow may bring, shadows of sunshine or rain. Now, forgive me if I get your favorite song. <laughs> well, if you'll take your faith in the name of Jesus and intercede, you can change what tomorrow will bring. Yeah. Thank God. Then I got more good news for you. See, this was under the old covenant. How many of you know the new covenant's better than the old covenant? Anybody notice that? <laughs> Glory be to God. And thank God, under the old covenant, you see, they didn't have an intercessor, but we do under the new covenant. I mean, not the intercessor that we have. They had Abraham, which interceded, and... Some of the others did. There was some intercession under that old covenant, but it was not the kind of intercession that goes under the new covenant. Thank God that there is intercession today under the new covenant. Now, rather than to take the time to read in Exodus, the 32nd chapter, verse 9 through 13, you remember the story. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture where that God told Moses, said, if you just get out of the way, you see, they'd made this golden calf and began to worship this idol. And God said, Moses, if you just stand back, he said, I'll take care of this stiff-necked people and I'll just wipe them out and I'll make a great nation out of you. Now, I'm going to paraphrase this, but now, listen, this is essentially what Moses did. He stood up before God, and he just kind of walked between the people and God, and he said, no, you're not going to do that. <laughs> now, he's interceding on their behalf. He said, no, you're not going to do that. He said, the wicked heathen will say that God, that you led your people out into the wilderness and couldn't get them to the promised land, so you just killed them all in the wilderness. He said, no, you're not going to do that because of your promise that you made to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And the Bible says God repented of the evil. Now, you need to understand something here. There's people that read the Bible and find out and said God repented of evil. Well, how could God do evil? You need to understand that when in the Old Testament there it speaks of evil, it means God repented of the punishment that he was planning to put up on those people. Now, the way the Old Testament's translated, it speaks of punishment as evil. Not good news, it's evil, you see. So he's not talking about God violating his own laws and doing something evil. It was just the fact that he caused punishment evil. So Moses stood between and interceded on behalf of the children of Israel, and he stopped them from being destroyed. He just reminded God. And you realize that in the Old Covenant that God said, Lewis and Isaiah said, remind me. Call me to remembrance of what I've said. Now that doesn't mean that God's forgetful. He's not talking about remind me because I forgot about it. But he's talking about bring it out of your mouth so I can hear it. So you can hear it most of all. See, you need to hear it more than God needs to hear it. But now you realize here that Moses stood up to God in that and interceded. 
Well, this will give you just a general idea of what intercession can do when you intercede on one's behalf. Now, let's go to Ecclesiastes, the fourth chapter. There's some things that happened under the Old Covenant that I think we've not really understood, and we need to look into it a little further, because it'll help us. Chapter 4 of Ecclesiastes, Solomon is saying, So I returned and considered all the oppression that was done under the sun, and behold the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors there was power, but they had no comforter. Now this is the wisest man that ever lived outside of Jesus Christ, and he's saying that I considered this thing, and the oppressed had no comforter. Now look at verse 2. Wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead, more than the living which are yet alive. Now that's getting bad, isn't it? When he said you'd be better off dead than under this situation. Because the oppressor had power, but those that were oppressed had no power. Now, have you ever realized that under the old covenant there was no power in the law to help them to keep the law? It was just rules and regulations, you do this, thus and so, and if you keep it, you'll stay off from under the curse, but if you don't keep it, the curses are coming. And there wasn't anything they could do. God didn't teach them much in the old covenant about the devil, how to resist it, because there was no power in that law to overcome the devil. There was no power in the law to cause them and strength to make them be overcomers. It was a matter of just doing what it said, and if it didn't do it, they had it, and they didn't do it, so they had it. I mean, they got out there where the curses were. And it's unfortunate that it's translated in the King James Version and the Old Testament there that God did all these things to them. But I see you can understand that a little better if you'll ask yourself about the children of Israel that died in the wilderness there. God said, it's going to happen to you just like you say in my ear. And you know what they said? We're going to all die in the wilderness. Man, that's not too smart. When God said it's going to happen just like you say. And they said, we're going to all die in the wilderness. Snakes come among them, bit them, and they died. And it says that God sent snakes among them. But ask yourself this. If they hadn't been disobedient, would the snakes have come and bit them and they died? No. Then it was their disobedience that caused the death, wasn't it? Now, see, we need to understand something. It is not God that caused it. He just told them it's out there. Don't go out there or you're going to get it. Now, this is something else that I think we've not understood. The things that God says sometimes. Some things that God said, he didn't say it to make it that way. It was already that way, the reason he said it. That's the reason he said it. It's already that way. And he's just letting you in on the deal. Like I tell you, if you go outside, if it was raining out there, and I said, it's raining outside, if you go outside, you'll get wet. Somebody said, I'm going to go see. Well, you're going to get wet. (laughs) And don't come back in here and say, look what Charles did to me. (laughs) No, I just told you it was there. I said it because that's the way it was. Can you see that? Now, here Solomon says, You'd be better off dead under a situation where the oppressor had power and you had no comforter. Now, look at verse 3. Yea, better is he than both they which had not yet been, who hath not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Now, as you read this, here's actually what he's saying. He said, you'd be better off dead than to live in a situation where the oppressor had power or the enemy or the devil had power and you had no power. 
And he said, I'll even go you one better. He said, you'd be better off to never have been born than to have lived and died under this situation. Now, this will help you understand something. See, we may get into this in some of the other sessions if we have the time to do it about the others of Hebrews 11. Somebody said, well, what happened to the others of Hebrews 11? Those that were sawn asunder, those that were slain by the sword, and all of those people that suffered all of that torment. What happened to them? Well, you have to realize that they had no intercessor. They had no comforter. And we cannot compare what we're going to experience today with what happened under that old covenant. Because thank God the new covenant's better. Can you say amen? So here, he said that it would be better to not have lived and died under this situation than uh, to be in it. Now go to Isaiah, the 59th chapter. Well, first of all, find your place there and go to Ezekiel, the 22nd chapter, and we'll go with that first. Ezekiel 22. And let's read from verse 29. The people of the land have used oppression and exercise robbery, and have vexed the poor and needy, yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Now notice what God is saying. I sought for a man that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Now you know we've got a lot of gap finders today. <laughs> There's a lot of gap finders, but we need some gap standers. I like what Marilyn Hickey says about that. We need gap standers, not gap finders. It's easy to find the gap, but we need to fill the gap. God sought for a man that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge that he should not destroy it. But he says, because he found none, therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with fire of my wrath, and their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Now this right here will give you some understanding of why under the old covenant things happened like they did. We should not expect to experience the same thing under the new covenant that these experienced under the old covenant. Now that's where the prophets of doom miss it when they prophesy that God's going to destroy this nation because there's evil in this nation. Well, thank God God's found him a man now. His name is Jesus, and he is our intercessor, thank God. He is our advocate. And not only that, we have the body of Christ that can intercede and proclaim and call upon Almighty God and the powers of heaven and pray the word of God over the situations in life and change some things. And thank God it's being changed. Can you say amen? Amen. God bless you. We do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer is Jesus, Our Intercessor, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. And this is talking about Jesus being our intercessor. He intercedes for us. And how does he do that? We find in Romans, the eighth chapter, great insight into this. And it helps us understand it. We'll start with verse 25. For if we hope for that that we see not, then we have patience to wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered.
In other words, it cannot be uttered in articulate speech or a language that you have learned. And he says, And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, the will of, in this verse 27, is in italics. It was added by the translators. Let's read it like it was written, first of all. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to God. In other words, Jesus, the intercessor, makes intercession for us in heaven through the Holy Spirit, through your spirit, he prays the way God would pray. Now, ask yourself this question. If God prayed, would he get his prayer answered? Yes, absolutely. I'm telling you, and this is telling you how Jesus, the intercessor, he's in heaven making intercession for you. And because we don't know how to pray as we ought, sometimes you just don't know what to say or how to pray. But Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, will pray the way that God would pray in your situation. And that's why he says, and we know that all things work together for good. All things you prayed about in the Spirit is what he's talking about. That's offer number 7216, Jesus our intercessor. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.